Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. My name is J.R. Mizrak, and today I'm joined by disc golfer Avery Jenkins. Avery, thank you for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Like we've been doing the last couple months, we're uh, sticking with our interview series. So first off, when did you first discover your love for disc golf? I actually uh, discovered at a very young age. Um, I come from a disc golf family. My parents started playing in the early to mid 80s. And so growing up in Ohio, we uh, we started playing at a, at a smaller course just south of Cleveland um, in Medina, Ohio. It's the oldest disc golf course in the state of Ohio. And my parents heard about it. They were always into Frisbee and they ended up uh, checking it out and kind of fall in love with the sport of disc golf. I tagged along, you know, six years old, seven years old, go to the course, hang out with them. And it kind of transpired from there. Started playing, you know, local tournaments as a junior and going up to amateur ranks before turning professional in the year 2000. So I've been around the sport essentially my, my entire life um, and definitely influenced by my parents uh, in this incredible sport. Great. Right. What do you enjoy so much about the sport? The love has changed. Um, not the level of it, but I think my priority of it has changed beginning when I first started out, it was just, it was something to do something I really enjoyed um, playing as a, you know, a junior and amateur and kind of working my way up, you know, trying to really prove myself when I turned professional, it turned more of a hobby into a job in a sense. I traveled the country, you know, eight, nine, 10 months a year traveling and competing in tournaments every single weekend. And when it turned from that hobby into a career, into a job, it was all about the competitive, about the draw of just playing tournaments, playing at the best level, at the highest level against the best players in the world. And then since then, in about 2015, I went about 15 years strong traveling and touring and competing all over the country, all over the world. And in 2015, I had my first son. And we, uh, we still continue to travel. My wife and I, we all traveled in, uh, in an SUV and traveled around the country competing in playing. And then it kind of, that was my last season of playing competitive disc golf, probably 20, 25 plus tournaments. And then ever since then, 16, 17, kind of transitioned into more of the media side of things. Uh, doing a lot of hosting, doing a lot of commentary for certain bigger events. And so again, from a hobby, to the competitive side. And now my draw is just the travel and the camaraderie. Um, I'm, a, I'm a course collector. I travel around the, the world collecting courses and playing as many courses as possible. And so it's definitely changed in more to the camaraderie and meeting new people, meeting new players, and hopefully uh, influence some and uh, be a role model for many, many more kind of learning about the sport and uh, you know enjoying it the way I did. All right. You know, you just said that you want your you consider yourself a course collector. What What is your favorite course? My favorite course, I've played 1,217 courses. So 1,217 courses throughout the world in 49 states and 21 countries. And of those, uh, my favorite disc golf course is Yarva Disc Golf mm -hmm. Park in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, the reason I love it, it's... Uh, it's kind of a metropolis for disc golf, the rich history within Sweden. Um, but the way they design the course, uh, just the flow and the variety of shot shapes and the, 
the beauty, the aesthetic, the natural beauty of this place and the way they maintain it and manicure it. Um, there's a few more courses kind of coming up the way as far as how they rank in my eyes, but Yarva Disc Golf Park in Stockholm, Sweden is my absolute favorite. All right, 1,200 courses. I don't know if that's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm one of 10 players out there that has played that many. Um, there's some players right now on the brink of 2,000. So there's, a, there's some guys that go at it pretty hard. With, uh, with a wife and kids and family these days, I still travel quite a bit, but these guys that are putting up the numbers, that's what their main goal is, is traveling and going out for like a two-week road trip and hitting like 35, 50 courses. So it's their, uh, their big goal. I try to go more quality over quantity these days, but I've been uh, blessed enough to go out there and play as many as I have at this point. Yeah. What is your practice look like? I mean, obviously you can just go to the course and kind of play through it, but what do you do to like practice for disc golf? And I'm, I'm actually in a rare circumstance for the fact that I do live on property. We have two disc golf courses at our ranch here. Uh, I live an hour north of Tulsa in Pahuska, Oklahoma. So, and the whole thing is I didn't design these courses. I'm married into these courses. It's my wife's family's ranch and they have two 18 old disc golf courses one of these is the number one ranked course in the state of Oklahoma. It's called Moccasin Creek. So literally I have a disc golf course accessible within a hundred feet of my front door. And that's a, that's a rarity for most. So I, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I couldn't see it any other way. It'd be, it'd be weird if I lived in a place that didn't have disc golf courses, honestly, as much as I'm into disc golf and it, it encapsulates me and I'm, I'm absorbed into the sport. So to answer your question, practice is kind of a, it's not a daily thing. Um, people assume I'm, you know, playing disc golf eight hours a day and, and going out to the courses every day. I try to make time for it throughout the week. Winter time's kind of slow, but definitely during the summer, I'm playing quite a bit. And again, it's right out the front door. I have a practice green with multiple baskets. I have a driving range and I have the disc golf courses here. So uh, there's no excuses <laughs> on, on my side. You got the full setup there. Absolutely. You know, you, you won a world championship. What was that like when you won it? It was everything I've ever wanted. Um, it was everything I've worked for and worked towards over a, a long career. I was on the road for 10 years at that point, And I won my uh, world title in 2009 alongside my sister winning her third consecutive. I won my first. And so... Me and my sister Valerie Jenkins, we made an agreement before the tournament even started saying, you take care of yours, I'll take care of mine. And she ended up playing her final nine about an hour before my final nine. And she ended up taking it down, winning it, no problem. And so it was kind of my time and my turn to uphold my end of the deal. And so what that meant to me was, was everything, you know, it's, uh, it's a grind traveling around the country um, as much as a dream it is to play disc golf at the highest level and travel around the country, travel around the world, playing and competing every weekend. It's a grinder. It's not easy. It's not for everybody. And it's, uh, it's about adapting um, and situationally, but also just you got to be in the moment of playing all the time and no one to enjoy your downtime, but when it's, when it's game time, you got to step up. So what that 
tournament and that world championship meant for me was everything. It was everything accumulated into one. It was a decade of traveling and competing, but practicing and going out and playing those rounds in the rain and the cold and the wind when you didn't want to, but you're doing it because you're going to prove yourself and it was going to do something better for you in the long run. Um, so again, it was, it was everything for me to win that world title alongside my sister and then to have my, my parents there as well, the ones that influenced us and started us into the game at a very young age. My dad was carrying my bag. My mom was right alongside. My sister was right there, surrounded by friends and family. It couldn't have been any better. Definitely. Sounds like a great experience. Yeah, thank you. So on top of winning a world championship, you were a not one-time, not two-time, but three-time U.S. distance champion. How does that feel? Again, that was uh, something you work towards. Um, I've always been known as a, a longer distance thrower. Uh, it helps me on the disc golf course to be able to outthrow my competition, and it gives me an advantage out there to you know, have more chance at birdie. The longer you can drive, the, the more chance on more tolls you get over your competition. So that's what I've always kind of been marked as, as a distance thrower, a power thrower, and uh, to win the U.S. distance championship three times. Um, it was, you know, it was a lot of hard work, but it was something that I really enjoyed was going out there and showcasing my ability and my skill. And the whole thing about that distance contest over any other, it's loud music and it's hyped up. There's a DJ there and they have literally hundreds of people watching you and getting all pumped up, all fired up. So it really gets the adrenaline pumping. It was, you know, something you just want to put on a show and when you want to compete, you know, at your highest level. And uh, it was something I really enjoy as much as I do competing was throwing distance contests. All right. Um, so, you know, you mentioned that you've kind of, you're no longer competing at as many times as you were before, but you've kind of come into the, uh, team management role at your own team. What's that like? So I currently work for a disc golf brand called Dismania. I am the team manager of a 40 player roster. And so through my experiences being a sponsored player and, you know, multiple by multiple different companies, but by a disc company for over 20 years at Innova Champion Discs, I know what it's like to be a player and trying to prove yourself and trying to earn your spot. And so what I try to bring to the table on as far as my responsibility as a team manager is just my side of things, everything that I had to deal with as far as proving myself and earning a roster spot. That's what I kind of bring into the current team. Now um, we have a, we have a, a, a very stout and very uh, quality team throughout. Um, a lot of good players, top to bottom, and we do a lot of scouting and a lot of recruiting um, at our Dismania Combine events throughout the season to track down the best quality players we can and that want to support the brand and want to represent the Shield. I mean, obviously you have your World Championship, you have your U.S. Distance Championship, but do you have any other favorite disc golf memories? I don't know if we got time for that. Um, <laughs> disc golf memories, it's, I think encompassing it all in my entire career and how it's transitioned into what it is now the travel this the traveling and living on the road and being on tour it's a it's a dream of many anybody that plays disc golf at a professional level they all want to go on tour and they all want to compete at the biggest events every single weekend and so i think all in all 
talking about one memory and something I don't get a whole lot of now that I used to before is I didn't really ever take it for granted, but I miss it. And I miss living on the road, being on the road, living day to day, week to week. You know, it's always a, it's always a new adventure every day. And you always, you'll be driving through a city at three in the morning and then wake up in another city, you know, and trading off driving and, and trying to get destination A to B for touring, for traveling, for tournaments. Just the tour life is, is what I miss most. And it's probably the most fondest memory within disc golf. Great. We are now almost a year into the COVID-19 pandemic here in the United States, obviously not in China, but based on the United States date, it is about a year. How have you had to deal with this pandemic? So like I said, where we live uh, an hour north of Tulsa, we live out in the country. We live on a, a 300 acre ranch and where we're at is fairly isolated. Like we don't, it's, it's funny. Like I never really grew up in the country. I, li I lived in Ohio. So it was the country, but it wasn't like what this country is. This is, this is about as country as it gets out here. We're super remote, super isolated. Again, we live on a, on a big ranch. We have our two disc golf courses. We do not see people on a daily basis. We don't have to go venture out on a daily basis. I work from home. My wife works from home. We take care of the kids. We don't have to go anywhere every day. And the times that we do got to go anywhere to go out, get supplies or groceries or whatever, that's few and far between, you know, once a week or once every couple of weeks. So other than that, we don't see anybody and we don't come in touch with anybody unless they come out to our disc golf course or you got the UPS guy dropping off deliveries or, or Amazon orders. Like we do not see people on a daily basis. So based on that, it didn't really change too much. We're always busy. We're always doing something. I'm always out here doing projects or working on the courses or, or anything. I'm always keeping myself busy. So it didn't change too much for us. Um, for me personally, I didn't get to travel as much this year. And this is the first time I didn't travel to Europe in like 15 years. I usually go there at least once to maybe three times a summer uh, for tournaments or teaching or doing disc golf media. And this is the first time I didn't get a chance to really travel through the first half of the year. Second half of the year, I had a lot of disc golf course design projects that kept me busy. And uh, that was kind of, kind of saved me a little bit for my sanity to get out there and travel a little bit later in the year. All right. You know, you keep on harping on the idea of world travel, countrywide travel. Is disc golf what got you into that or do you think that your, you know, liking of traveling was somewhere else, like comes from somewhere else? Interesting. Uh, it was definitely ingrained in me at a very young age uh, with my parents. They were always traveling. We were always going on family road trips. If we're out going camping or out there for most of the time, it revolved around a disc golf tournament. If we're traveling somewhere, we were going out there for a disc golf tournament. We might camp and, and hike and, and do outdoors things throughout the week, but it was always the weekend was the event. So growing up in the sport, I had a lot of access and uh, influence at a young age that traveling and disc golf was just kind of the norm in a sense. So I think disc golf has a lot to do with that. Um, in my blood, I'm, I think I'm, I'm definitely a wanderer and I might've just been traveling regardless if I was doing disc golf or not, but with disc golf being a part of it, it just made it even sweeter and to go travel is one thing, but man, I can't imagine just traveling and not going out and playing disc golf courses. It's just, it's so normal to me, I guess. And my love for it has definitely gotten stronger throughout the years. 
I'm more accustomed to it. I'm definitely a veteran um, as far as traveling and it's, it's easy for me now. You know, I could, I could pack up everything right now and, and leave tonight if I had to, if I'm going somewhere for a tournament or, or whatever disc golf related, but my love for disc golf is definitely, or my love for traveling is definitely strengthened because of, of disc golf touring and traveling. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm crazy like that though. Most people can't live out of a suitcase for a, a week or two or months and I, I, I thrive off it. I love it. Like people can't get away from home for weeks or months at a time. I look forward to it. It's, it's what I do. It draws me. Yeah, it definitely sounds cool. Um, you know, you brought up that, you know, Sweden has your favorite course, but outside of disc golf, what's the favorite, like, what's your favorite spot you've traveled to just in general? Japan. All right. Japan. I've been to Japan 14 times now and mostly for big tournaments but i've also been over there for demos and distance contests over the years as well and traveling europe i love it don't get me wrong it's amazing it's awesome the competitive level of tournaments over there is outstanding and but the culture shock is not as different it's not that different than the u.s really it's culturally currency food a little bit but when you go to japan it's so much different. It's, it's kind of like that shock and I, and I like it. And I love, I love Japanese cuisine. I love the Japanese people. I have a lot of good friends and a lot of good, a lot of good players over there that I've met throughout the years. That's, that's my ultimate. I love going to Japan. I love traveling through the countryside, going to courses, you know, and that food, I'm telling you that Japanese food, that sushi is something that brings you back each and every time. But I do love that because it's, it's so different than what we're used to on a, on a daily. Oh yeah. Sushi is uh, definitely one of my favorite things to eat. Yeah. Um, did you have any, you know, when you were playing, do you have any pre like match routines or music that you listen to that kind of just like you got to do before you start off? You broke up at the beginning of that question. Do you have any like pre-match routines that you, you know, do before you tee off or anything like that? Pre-match music? Mm. I've been playing a long time and I've gone through a lot of phases. Um, so I don't, I really kind of stick with one. Disc golf is different than other sports. Like it's not like a, a pump you up, kind of get, get jacked and get excited and get amped for it. Like if you're going to play football, you know, you'd get, you'd want to get it flowing, but disc golf's different. You want to kind of get inspired, but you want to be calm. You want to be level-headed. I've listened to a lot of house, a lot of techno, a lot of just electronic music, uh, a lot of drum and bass kind of stuff, just to kind of get the practice session, the warm-up session going. And that's when I would kind of get pumped and then try to calm myself down in time for first tee where I can get kind of level-headed and, and relaxed because Disc golf and golf, they're, they're different. It's a very mental sport, and there's a lot of downtime, and there's a lot of thinking. And honestly, when you're playing a, you know, a round, it might take three hours, but essentially you're really only out there making shots for about maybe 15, 20 minutes. Of that three hours, a lot of downtime, a lot of, a lot of sitting, a lot of waiting you know, on other people to throw or other people to tee off. So it's really about kind of staying on that level and being uh, very grounded, but very focused, um, but focusing only when you need to throw and relaxing when you don't need to throw. So as far as, you know, kind of getting prepped and ready, 
uh, routinely. It's about just kind of staying calm and staying level. Disc golf is, you know, as you said, it's been in your life since a very young age, but were there ever any other sports or was it just solely disc golf? I grew up playing everything, everything from baseball, football, basketball, um, and disc golf was just kind of one of those sports along with everything else I played. Um, I always had a athletic background, played a lot of sports when I was younger. And then just in, in high school, I just played disc golf and, and then into college, I just played disc golf. So I kind of transitioned from like younger age, played everything and definitely found my focus in, in high school and just really focused just playing disc golf uh, solely. You talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but what are your favorite pro slash collegiate teams that you like to follow? So being from Ohio, um, grew up, you know, following a lot of Cleveland sports, um, a lot of Cavs, a lot of Indians, Browns, Browns. Uh, I really wasn't a fan of the Browns growing up early on. I don't know if it was Bernie Kosar or just, I don't know, just everybody else loved them. They, I just didn't, I didn't draw to it. I was a, I think I was a, I was a Niners fan at that point. I love Joe Montana. I love Jerry Rice. Um, but then being from Ohio, it's kind of in your blood. You know, Ohio State is the college. It is the university. It's what everybody follows. And one of the funny things is no matter what sporting event you go to, whether it's a Cavs game, an Indians game, or a Browns game, you can actually get away with wearing Ohio State and being legit. I don't, I don't get it. I've never done it. If I'm going to a Cavs game, I'm wearing Cavs gear. But literally people wear Ohio State stuff to everything. Um, and it was, a, it was a tough loss this past week against you know a number one team but you know I was rooting for them the whole way through you know they've been in the playoff almost every year they're always there at the end and it's it's cool to have a such a dominant team and to follow them and it's it's exciting to watch yeah do you have any I mean I know you said you're kind of isolated with your family but do you have any like hobbies that you do outside of disc golf um, besides collecting courses, I collect a lot of discs. I, uh, I'm an avid disc collector. I've been sponsored, like I said, for over 20 years and you acquire a lot of discs just through sponsorship. And I try to acquire a lot of things that I was throwing at the time, but I also go and search out a lot of disc golf history. A lot of the older discs, a lot of the kind of you know, some of the, some of the stuff they were throwing in the eighties and in the nineties, uh, particular discs or molds or certain plastic types, uh, even cool, you know, old hot stamps, the actual graphic on top of the disc. So I collect discs, um, and I've accumulated, uh, thousands over, over the years. And it's kind of what is my hobby, uh, aside from a lot of other things. I'm, I'm a collector. I'm a collector of many things, but disc, you know, collecting golf discs is probably the number one. All right. Well, I got one last question for you. What is some advice that you would give to aspiring athletes, whether it's, you know, people that want to grow up and be a disc golf world champion like you or just athletes in general? Advice is follow you, follow your heart, follow your passion, do what you do and, and, and love doing it. You know, it's, you're never really going to pick and choose, Hey, I want to be a football player, or basketball player you're going to draw to what you truly love. You're not just going to select something, you know, and I think disc golf, like I said, was just one of the, one of the sports I played growing up among others. It's just the one that stood out to me that I really enjoy competing. And I, I like the camaraderie aspect and it was just different team sports is one thing, 
individual sports is different than that, you know, and you got to compete on your own. You're responsible for your own actions, your shots, your scores. So for any inspiring athletes, you know, looking to, you know, chase their dream and follow, follow their passion, follow their love. That's what exactly what it needs to do. You need to be patient, but also keep on working towards something you truly love to do. And for that, for me is, is disc golf. Everything I do, I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't do something disc golf related. It's obviously my job. You know, I work from home as a team manager and a course designer for disc golf park, but on a daily basis, I'm in contact with discs. I'm in, I'm on phone calls with other players or other people that enjoy disc golf. And so for me, it's something I'm just, I'm fully in and it's something I do every single day is something disc golf related. So I, it keeps me happy and I hope it's uh, like that for the rest of my life. All right. Well, like I said, that was our last question for you. So once again, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to come on the podcast with me. Absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, for those that haven't tried disc golf, highly recommend it. If there's a, a course near, near you or a park near you, you can go online right now and find out where disc golf courses are located. All you need is a disc or two. You can go out there and really enjoy the day with family and friends very inexpensive great outdoor recreation and if you don't know what disc golf is go out there and try it give it a try i think i i have a good uh good feeling you'll love it i think i definitely will be one of those people that after this interview i might go grab a disc or two and play myself good good all right great to hear with that being said i'm jared misrak signing off for double fm sports